The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me this week, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And how are you doing, Corey? <laughs> I'm so glad it's Friday. It has been a week. It, You know what? My my week has been short. Uh, we were off today because it was Veterans oh. Day, which we're recording on Friday, um, if that wasn't clear. And yet, yet, last night, I was so confused. I kept thinking it was Friday night. But it was Thursday night, and that was throwing me off, like, everywhere. Um, just, like, left and right, I was so confused by what day it was. Because we don't usually get Fridays off. Usually we're, like, if we have an extra day off, it's usually a Monday. So having a Friday really threw me for a loop. Um, it didn't help that I've been sick all week, so my brain's already kind of fried. But And then we had an emotional day yesterday. We had to uh, put a family cat down. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was much, much tougher for my wife. Um, I've... I'm able to kind of steal myself when I know something's coming, and apparently I am able to deal with it very well. Um, it's still weird that the cat's not here anymore, and it, it's honestly it seems to be affecting our um, other cat a lot. She has been laying pretty Bella. much, yeah. Bella has been in one spot all day. Um, seems very depressed, and it's kind of heartbreaking, uh, more so to me even because the other cat Ru- we've had Rufus for a long time. He's he was an older cat. Um, and we've known he's been he's we don't know for sure, but we were pretty sure he's had a tumor um, and he's had seizures and stuff. So, like, we've known the day was coming. Um, we were just, you know, hoping it wouldn't come. But this week he's, he kind of stopped eating and he really wasn't moving much. And, um, you know, he was still alert, but he was definitely not doing well. So we, we did the hard thing and yet the right thing, I think, to um, put the cat down because you know, I don't know how slow or agonizing it would have been if we would have waited, but he was definitely not eating and that's, you know, not a good thing. So, um, definitely tough, uh, week overall. I'm still recovering from the stupid cold. Um, if I have a coughing fit on the, on the podcast, I apologize in advance. Um, but you know, so I'm doing the, I'm doing what I can do. (laughs) Everyone has been sick. I'm like super scared because I swear, like, half the people at work are out sick, and it's been for a long time. I have never gotten sick so many times in my life. Mm. I'm just like, mm. It's super viruses. We're all doomed. So, <laughs> um, And next week on The Walking Dead. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, God. Oh, um, you know, we have... Uh, I, I did manage to go to Murder on the Orient Express today, though. Uh, since I was oh. off, my daughter and I went to the early show. And... um not bad it's not bad it's it's not great either uh it's right there somewhere in the middle um i enjoyed parts of it uh i actually really enjoyed kenneth Branagh's character who's the lead he's also the director but um he's the the detective in the story and uh he was he was great like just really entertaining um but the movie was was fine um I need to, I'm going to, I'm planning on rewatching, not rewatching, I'm sorry, watching the original. Um, I snagged that on Amazon for like eight bucks digital. Um, Dang. So one I'm going to try to get to because the cast is pretty star studded from the original as well. Um, sounds like it's the same plot, but I just want to see if it feels better. Um, there were things that like some of the sets, like there's clearly a uh, callback to like the, um, the last supper. Like there's a long table with twelve people at it, and I was like, "Oh, let's." I don't know what mm-hmm. relevance that has to do with this story, but okay. Um, it was also weird. Like there was a few of the like it was just like, "Where can we shoot this scene?" Oh, how about we set it outside for some reason other than it would be interesting to shoot this outside. Like it, it was random stuff like that. It felt a little, a little too overproduced. Um, but. Overall, my daughter and I both thought it was fine. It could have been a little shorter, though. It was like two hours and five minutes or something. Eight. But okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, have you seen anything uh, recently, Corey? I actually have. I was waiting for this question. Ah. On Tuesday night, I went to see Daniel Johnston, 
with his famous friends Built to Spill. They played as his back, backing band. And before the show, they screened um, the doc, the documentary about Daniel Johnston, uh, Daniel John, uh, the Devil and Daniel Johnston. I had never watched it before, although I've owned it since it's pretty much come out on DVD. Horrible person. Uh-huh. Um, never made time to watch it, but it was amazing. I was like zoned in like the whole time. Hmm. You're not a big documentary person, so that's good to hear. Yeah, it was um, interesting. It's been sitting with me since then. Um, I mean, I feel like the Daniel Johnston uh, is a musician that could have had a pretty big career, but his mental illness has kind of, mm. you know, and he's, I don't know, he's had some pretty awesome opportunities, like, um, you know, recording with some of the members of uh, Sonic Youth and things like that, that I don't feel like a lot of, you know, I don't know. So I just found it very interesting. I know nothing about this gentleman, but... Um... I'm, you know, that's cool. I'm, uh, I'm always up for some music documentaries, so maybe one I'll add to my list. Um, well, this week on the episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing um, Violet and Daisy, um, which Corey and I watched, and we'll be uh, t- getting into here soon. And before we do that, we're going to uh, discuss home video releases for eleven. Uh, sorry, for November fourteenth, um, two thousand seventeen. And there's there's a few, um, a couple, one that I've seen, no, I'm sorry, two that I've seen, one that I desperately want to see, and then three I don't know anything about, but uh, they had such high Metacritic scores, I felt we have to talk about. Plus, I think we might have found another documentary you'll want to watch um, on this list. Here. Oh. So the first okay. is Charlize Theron's Atomic Blonde, which she didn't direct, but she stars, and I just feel like it's her movie, so... Um, David Litch uh, directed, James McAvoy, John Goodman, Eddie Marson, uh, Toby Jones all have major roles in the movie. And cannot forget Sophia Batella, who's also got um, some major scenes in the film. Oh, yeah, and Bill Skarsgård is in it, too. I forgot about that. Um, I liked uh, I liked it quite a bit. It wasn't as it wasn't as good as John Wick 1 or 2, although that is uh, David, David Litch was involved with John Wick 1. Um, I think maybe two as well, but uh, it's got some really great action. Uh, Shirley Stone was really good. Um, I, I am a big James McAvoy fan at this point, so I definitely recommend checking that one out. Uh, I don't remember. Did you get to see that in the theater? I wasn't really interested. I'm sorry. Um, but I pulled up David Lee- Lynch. His name is too close to David Lynch, so I had yeah, to pull up the it's, IMDb. It's he was a stunt. De- a stunt double, mm-hmm. a stunt double for Brad Pitt five times, two times for John Claude Van Damme. Can we please talk about that? Well, I don't know much about it. And now he's than, directing movies. Yeah, he was. Um, that's either. why I, he's so good with uh, like the John Wick stunts and stuff. Action, because um, he okay. is a stunt man, so he knows uh, how to uh, frame it. He knows how to yes. shoot it, and that's why you get such great um, stunts in all three of those movies, actually. But. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know who he was before John Wick, and that was even. Um, I don't think he has f- uh, full credit on John Wick because he was, you know, a stuntman first. Um, but he, he, you know, he's proven himself, and he's getting to do these action movies now. That's awesome. Now the next movie, I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but um, it got a lot of buzz from one of the festivals. I don't remember if it was TIFF or I don't think it was Sundance, but um, it's Brigsby Bear. Um. And it's uh, the premise is Brigsby Bear Adventure. Uh, Brigsby Bear Adventures is a children's TV show produced for an audience of one, James. When the show abruptly ends, James' life changes forever, and he sets out to finish the story himself. Um, it stars uh, Kyle Mooney as James, Mark Hamill, Jane Adams, Greg Kinnear, Matt Walsh, um, and Uh-oh. I think Ryan Simpkins looks familiar actually, but. Claire Danes. I know you don't like her, but I love her. Uh, Andy Sandberg. Sandberg. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of his. Um, it, it's gotten really good reviews. It has a 68 on Metacritic, um, which is obviously the people that I know or listen to uh, have given it good reviews, I guess I should say. 68 is not a bad score, of course. Um, but I, I really want to see this movie. I'm excited that it's going to be coming out on home video. Um, this seems like something in the vein of Dave Made a Maze almost as far as the quirkiness and whatnot. Um, also, um, have you seen, I love this movie, 
it has Kristen Wiig in it, and um, oh my god, I love him, and I'm forgetting his name. He's from, oh my gosh, Amer- oh, American Beauty. He's the kid. Wes Bentley. Um, um, called Welcome to Me. I don't. And uh, she. I don't know. Wins the lottery, oh. and she gets to make. She decides to spend her earning her money, not earnings, on um, making a show about her life. Oh no, I've not seen that. And I don't know. I love it a lot, so I recommend it. But that's kind of what it is reminding me of, just from this synopsis. Well, I definitely want to check out Briggsby Bear. I I hear it's not. Um, it's one of those things to go in as blind as you can. Oh. Um, but you know, I that's I only know what I just read and that it's supposed to be pretty great. So it's one that I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping it will be uh, readily available. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a couple to the other one that I've seen, and that's uh, Wind River, um, directed by Taylor Sheridan. Um, I loved this movie. Um, really, really blown away by it. Taylor Sheridan wrote uh, Hell or High Water and um, Sicario. And this is his directorial debut, and he still wrote this film as well. Um, stars Jeremy Renner, Kelsey uh, Asbill, uh, Julia Jones, Tio Briones, um, Graham Greene, a name I'm not going to try to pronounce, and Elizabeth Olsen, who I know you generally don't like, but I got to say, um, in this film, she uh, is really good, and I definitely think you should check this out. Um, our mutual friend and friend of the podcast, Brendan, also enjoyed this film quite a bit. And I was, I barely got to get to the theater to see this. It did, um, I ended up driving up to Davenport to check this out, but it was, uh, it was worth it. I enjoyed it very much. Um, there is one really tough scene to watch though. Um, I won't say what it is, but the beginning of the movie will allude to what scene I'm talking about when you watch it. I already have a feeling anytime you say that, I already just know. It's not a dog being killed. No, not that at all. Okay. It starts with the letter R. Oh yes, correct. Yeah. But it is um it's one of my favorite Jeremy Renner performances. Um Yeah, it's just it's Sheridan's got a really good uh perspective. I've I've liked all three of the films that I mentioned that he's written. Um Sicario, Hell or High Water, and then Wind River so far. So highly recommend. That's got a seventy three on Metacritic. Um now we're gonna get into three movies that I know very little about and we're gonna be basically uh, just talking about them because they're coming on home video, according to uh, Metacritic. Um, I'm trying to spell this one so I can even look up what it is. Harmonium. I think it's pronounced Harmonium. Yep, oh. there it is. Uh, listed as a 2016 movie. Um, it's a Japanese film. Uh, 84 on Metacritic, though. And Toshio hires Yosaka in his workshop, the the old acquaintance who has just been released from prison begins to meddle into Shia's family's life. Um, it's a drama. It has good reviews. I'm not familiar with any of the actors, but um, I don't know how to pronounce the director's name either, and I don't know any of his movies. But it's coming out, and it has a really high score, so I'm I'm intrigued by it. I am I'm trying to expand my uh, foreign film viewing, so it's one that I'm I'm kind of it's caught my attention since I've not heard of it. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Um, I guess so, you have nothing to add to that. <laughs> well, I think that, well, I'm not really sure exactly how Metascore works, total honesty, but I do see the 84 Metascore, and I see that it has 46 re- critic reviews, so I feel like that's... It's very positive, it, yeah. That's a very, like, because all of those critic reviews would go into the Metascore, right? Correct. Metascore is an average, so, like, it's it's basically like your, your grade in school. So, like, if all of your assessments mm-hmm. were, um, you take 20 tests... And then they add all the together and then divide by the number of tests. And that's your average. So, so it's closer. I think that's a really great yeah, score. Yeah, 84 is very hard to get in Metacritic because that means almost every critic gave him something in that ball, gave the movie something in that ballpark. Or you would have to have extremes like 100 and then, you know, maybe like a 60 or something to, to average it out. But um, that's, what I, that's why I like Metacritic a little more than Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is just... Uh, positive reviews versus negative reviews. So if every critic sees it, gives it a hundred, like not a hundred, but gives it a um, positive review, it's going to have a hundred tomatoes uh, on the tomato monitor or however Mike says it. And um, that could be though that they're saying it's good, but the hundred percent makes it look like it's great. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> where the Metacritic gives you a more accurate idea. If it's in the eighties, it's really strong. Um, 
And that's and the next movie, actually. And the same thing. Is with, it, go ahead. Oh, just one more question about Metacritic. Does that include if there, it like says there are seven user reviews too, or is it only critic reviews? I believe the meta score is only critic reviews. Okay, perfect. Done with questions. All right. So this is uh, an animated Japanese film um, in the corner of the world. I believe it's a Japanese film as well. Um, it's set in Hiroshima during World War II. An 18-year-old girl gets married and now has to prepare food for her family despite the rationing and lack of supplies. As she struggles with the daily loss of life's and, and, ugh, amenities, she still has to maintain the will to live. So definitely not an easy watch, but it has a 73 Metacritic score. Um, and I don't know if it doesn't look like it's connected to any of the studios that I'm familiar with, but it's a positive score. Um, the animation style is looks nice on the images. Um, you know, I, I've only really watched a few Studio Ghibli films, something I've been meaning to uh, remedy, but I've not done a good job at that. Um, but I'd be I'd be up for watching this, um, given the right circumstances. And I like that it's the opposing view, too. Yes, and I'm assuming since it's set in Hiroshima that it's going to end dark, um, I would imagine. <sighs> but, yeah, doesn't mean to not watch it. All right, so here's the, the last movie coming out on Tuesday is a documentary um, I don't know if it'll be readily available to rent anywhere other than digital, but um, it's a documentary called Kedi, K-E-D-I, and it says it's a profile of an ancient city and its unique people seen through the eyes of the most mysterious yes. and beloved animal humans have ever known, the cat. So it's a documentary from the perspective of a cat. Um, and, I love it. Um, I feel like that's right up Corey's alley, as she's already ex- you know saying, so... <laughs> Well, I was just like typing it in and IMDb before I even pressed enter. I was like, there's a cat on this. Um, I feel like I heard something about this um, that it, you know, was from the perspective of cats, but I didn't, you know, I, yeah, didn't realize it was about the city. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but I came across it and I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's talk about it. So that- <laughs> crazy cat lady, Corey and clocks in at one hour and 19 minute guys yeah so it's, 19 it's, minutes. it's in her wheelhouse the only yeah. question was is can you get it in a steel book um <laughs> i have like two steel books <laughs> uh, it makes it funnier um all right dang so that's our home video releases um i am definitely renting brigsby bear first um i do yes. plan on adding wind river to my collection at some point because i enjoyed that movie very much Although then again, I don't know if I want to rewatch it when I think about it, but I did enjoy it. It's uh, I don't know. It's such a weird thing to say, but um, Corey, it's what about you? Watch. Um, definitely checking out Brigsby Bear and Wind River. I wanted to see Wind River in the theater, but I don't feel like it was in the theater very long, and then it had really crappy movie times. Yeah, it definitely didn't. I can't get... go to the movie at ten thirty. I think that one will end up at night. possibly being re released uh, towards Oscar season. Um, I think it'll at least get a screenplay nod. It might get um, a performance from Renner or Olsen. Um, but I don't. I hear, I hear the competition's looking really stiff for actors. Um, I, Tanya, um, is a movie that's not relevant to our current dis- topic other than Oscar nods. But I've heard from a few local critics um, that that movie, uh, you're going to see um, Allison Janney get a, a supporting actress nod for her performance in that oh. film. Which I hope is true because I, I am a huge fan of hers. So, dang, I still remember when that whole incident happened because yeah, my family used to watch. You know, my grandma and my aunt were huge ice skating fans, so yeah, it was a big deal at my house when it happened. So um, I was yeah, Margot nice. Robbie I hear is great as Tanya Harding, which is an interesting uh, performance. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one too. But let's get into uh, theatrical releases for November seventeenth. There's three movies coming out, uh, one super wide release without question, and then two that I think are going to be very limited, but um, may show up somewhere near you. And we'll start with Wonder, um, the new Jacob Tremblay film with Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson. Um, Mandy Patinkin's in it. I didn't know that. Um, this movie looks... Uh, it, it, I want... It looks melodramatic. Um, it's a kid who has um, some type of dis- uh, 
disfigurement in his face. I don't know what if it's a birth defect or from surgery or whatever. Um, and his like trying you know to go to school and be accepted by the community. Um, it looks in it looks like it will be endearing, but also you know it's going to have those moments where you're going to probably be very upset or sad or concerned. Um, it's directed by Stephen. Chabosky, I'm guessing is how you say that. And um I don't know, it looks it looks like it could be good and it looks like it could be you know maybe too sentimental at times. Have you seen the trailer for this at all, Corey? I have and I teared up. Yeah, yeah. It it looks like it's gonna be a very emotional movie, um, to say the least. And and rightfully so, but they're uh, trying I always think it's really interesting when movies come out that are based on books because they try to sell the heck out of the books and then they like redo the like book covers and I'm the person that hates that. Like I don't want a picture like a movie still. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I've just been seeing this book everywhere and I don't even go many places. So I think that's funny. You mean Talking like... Talking about you, Target and Barnes & Noble. Like It. Um, it's got the, oh. the movie cover poster for sure. I bought the ebook and it's um the movie poster even for the ebook. Um which I've read the first chapter of and I will probably finish reading so, in like five years. Um, two thousand and nineteen. Okay. It's a thousand pages. Um I know, one of the girls at work is reading it and it's like you could use that as a doorstop. Yeah, it well it's huge. Mine's an ebook, so I can't. But um the next movie is an animated movie, um, called The Star. A small but brave donkey and his animal friends become the unsung heroes of the first Christmas. Um, it's got uh, Stephen Yent, you know, from um, The Walking <gasps> Dead. Uh, Glenn. Cr- Kristen Chenoweth, um, Zachary Levi, Gina Rodriguez, Tyler Perry, Christopher Plummer, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Patricia Heaton, Chris Christopherson, Ving Rames, Anthony uh, Anderson, Mariah Carey, Oprah Winfrey, Gabriel Iglesias. I mean, it's got a cast. You know what I'm saying? Like Tracy Morgan's on this list um, as Felix the Camel. That's not. That sounds awful. Um, yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, gross. Kelly Clarkson's in Ew. this movie. Delilah. I cannot stand Delilah. Oh, is that the radio? Oh, I didn't even connect. Yes, that. Delilah. Oh yes. man. Um, yeah. So it's it's probably not going to be very good, but it is the first Christmas uh, thing I've seen coming out. Um, you know, the week of Thanksgiving, so that makes sense for it to, to come out at that time. I don't know how wide of a release this one's going to get. It's definitely going to uh, play in large audiences. I know our theater will likely get it. We have two uh, Christian films playing at our local theater right now. Um, one with Greg Kinnear, and then I think the other one has Shaq in it, but I'm not sure. Um, mm. So I'm pretty sure we're going to get that. That definitely hits the demographic in our area. But um, It was. But the big movie. Refraining. The big movie for next Friday, the 17th of November, 2017, is Justice League. Um, The Justice League movie is finally here, uh, starring Ben Affleck, Gail Godot, Jason uh, Momoa, Ezra Miller, Robin Wright, uh, Connie Nielsen, Amy Adams, Amber Heard, um, Henry Cavill, Diane Lane. I don't know why they're still trying to pretend like uh, Superman's not in this. Uh, oh, Billy Crudup is in it. I forgot. He's Henry Allen. Um, Kiersey Clemens, I think is her name. Syrian Hines, J.K. Simmons, Jeremy Irons, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, no. I heard he was cut, though, so he might not actually be in it. Ray Fisher, who should be way higher on that cast because he is cyborg, but nonetheless, he's way down there on the list. Um, directed by Zack Snyder. However, if you've been listening to the news, Zack Snyder had to step away um, and uh, Joss Whedon came in. And did reshoots um, over the summer, uh, not because they he, Snyder wasn't f- uh, fired, but his daughter, I believe, was murdered or killed herself. I can't remember now. And he was, was committed suicide. Uh, that's okay. Um, suicide, and he stepped away to to be with his family. Um, and Joss Whedon was brought in to not fix, but to finish. Um, and Joss Whedon has gotten a writing credit as a result but not a directing credit. Um, and that's based on the director's guild. Um, I heard, and I don't see any reviews here, but I heard the reviews came out today for justice league, uh, that the embargo was lifted. Um, and I'm going to check real quick to see what the Rotten Tomato score is. But Corey, what is, what are your thoughts about justice league? 
No. Really? Even after Wonder Woman? Yeah. But you love Wonder Woman. And even after that whole cast. Okay, we've all seen the trailers with what's-his-name that's, uh, oh my god, what, he's in, oh, cheese and rice, I can't remember his name. Yeah, what, I was just gonna call him by his name in Game of Thrones, but, uh, it just looks, I'm so, I'm so tired of comic book movies. Wonder Woman was amazing, but that's, I don't even think that's enough to bring me into this one, guys. Well, um, there's not enough reviews out for a Rotten Tomato score yet, so... Uh, I don't know how it's trending. The, what A friend of mine uh, told me that he read some and they were positive, but I don't know how many some is, so I don't know if it's like... It's still too early probably to, to make any kind of uh, bold statements that it's going to be good or whatnot. I I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I like Gal Gadot. I do not have the superhero fatigue that many people are claiming to have because I think if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. It doesn't matter if it's superhero or not. Um now, that said, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, I did not think was a good movie. I did not think Suicide Squad was a good movie. Um, I did think Wonder Woman was great. Uh, I'm hoping that Joss Whedon can bring some of the magic he brought to the Avengers films, even though I don't think Age of Ultron was as good as the first Avengers, and I still think the first Avengers is a little slow at the beginning of the movie. But he's proven himself to me to be able to, to make a cohesive story, and that's something that's been lacking in the the those three, um, the two sorry, prior films. Um, I am a, a fan of Man of Steel, despite many people not liking it. Um, oh, I liked it. I really liked Kevin Costner as a dad. I did too, and I no joke teared up uh, at the scene, even if it doesn't make any sense, um, where he sacrifices himself. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I did tear up, I won't deny. Uh, so I, I am a fan of that, and so I'm, I don't totally dislike Zack Snyder's work. Um, I am not a big fan of 300 like some people are. I don't hate it. I, I love just, 300. See, I, I didn't think it was that great or anything. Um, I do like The Watchmen. Um, I actually like The Watchmen quite a bit. Um, and, of course, and uh, there you have Billy Crudup again there, uh, or Crudup, who is uh, Dr. Manhattan in that. Um, which I'm noticing how much of a fan I am of his over the last couple over this year. Actually, I've become more aware of Bill, of Billy Crudup and, and how much I enjoy his work. But I am looking forward to Justice because, League. Oh, go ahead, because I sat next to him. I was going to say it was because you sat next to him at that film. That's not why, but it is a weird. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, well, th- he was in so many movies I'd seen and just didn't realize it was him. Didn't realize. Yeah. I know, and that's even like. I don't know. Like you don't. I. I also realized that after we watched um, that movie with Anton Yelchin that I'm forgetting the name Rutterless. of right now. Yes. Which is a soundtrack that I have been obsessing over for the last like three or four weeks. Um, but it, really, since we watched the movie, but I, like over the last three or four weeks, I've been exclusively listening to that album almost. Um, if I'm Dang. listening to music, I really love the songs from that. Um, uh, particularly the songs that they perform. Um, there's like seven, I think, that they they do. Uh, one is not Dang. them, but one is I think the sub- it's either the guy who wrote all the songs performing, or it's the kid playing the son in the movie is performing. But I really <sighs> like that song too, and um, I just can't get enough of it. I I end up singing the songs, and um, makes me sad that Anton's gone. But at the same time, uh, I'm glad that not only can I watch my movies, I can listen to him sing some songs that I really enjoy. But um, I am looking forward to Justice League. Very apprehensive about it of course uh, i will most likely see that opening night i will probably see wonder i don't think i'm going to see the star unless my wife wants to see it in which case i will go because you know she is um feeling the christmas spirit already and if she's up for that movie i will i will go so definitely justice league probably wonder and the star is up in the air what about you you gonna see any I'm of that probably skipping all of those but he's Wonder said you said it made you cry. Like you should go check it out. <clears throat> Give it a Maybe. chance. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. I have a hard time going into public, guys. After I get home from work, I'm just done. Well, you gotta get out there. Because like we Taylor and I went and saw murder on the Orient Express today. I was about to abbreviate it as just murder and I was like, that doesn't sound like a good thing to take your daughter to. So um Oh no. We uh we got there. Not late. We uh, we still had like ten minutes before the movie was supposed to start. 
Um, but we had to wait in line, and apparently a lot of people decided today was a good movie day because it was Veterans Day and whatever. Um, and it was packed at one o'clock on a Friday Dang. with mainly old people, like definitely the target <laughs> audience. Um, probably most they of them saw the, the they probably saw the original in the theater. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was um, it was fairly crowded by the time we actually got in. And we missed 10 minutes of trailers or so, but we still saw a couple of new trailers that I was excited to see. They released the uh, Alicia Vikander uh, Tomb Raider trailer based on oh. the popular video game franchise. Um, yes. I, it She, one, looks like the current version of, of um, t- Laura Croft uh, from the newer game. Um, and then I got to say, uh, I was very excited uh, um, to see that Nick Frost has at least a small role in... Um, in uh, Tomb Raider, and I think the villain is Walter Cog- Goggins. Yeah, Walter Goggins or Walton Goggins. I always mess up his name, but I have become a really big fan of his, particularly from Hateful Eight. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I was surprised because the last you know video game movies are always hit or miss. Uh, the first Tomb Raider movie is not good. Um, the second one was worse, and so who knows if uh, Alicia Vikander is such a great actress. So I hope it's good. <laughs> Pressed that you saw the second one if you didn't like the first one but i love her too i don't remember i may not have seen the second one um all the way i definitely saw it but i think i was still it was i was young enough where i was like still hopeful that they would make video game movies good yes yeah so and now you're a little bit older and much less yeah more not enchanted much more cynical about video game movies um <laughs> Mainly because, again, uh, the plots don't always lend themselves to being adapted. Like, Assassin's Creed, the way they did it, at least, did not work. But enough about what's coming out. Let's talk about the movie we watched this week. Uh, Violet and Daisy is the film Corey selected for our viewing this week. Um, And I had to do something that I've not done for this podcast in order to talk about this movie. And that was do some research on how to say uh, Cersei Ronan's name. Um... I think I said it right now. I I watched the video where she was apparent because I'm not the only one who has a problem with her name. No, um, I had to look up a video too. I thought it was Sersha. Oh, it is Sersha. I knew I was going to screw it up. Sersha like inertia. Okay. That was her her rhyme that she used to help people. Sersha like inertia. Sersha Ronan, um, who plays Daisy in the film uh, Alexis uh, Liddell, I guess is Violet. James Gandolfini is the guy. Um, Danny Trey. I didn't realize he didn't have a name until just now. Um, Danny Trejo is barely in this movie, but he's uh, Russ. And then Marianne uh, Jean Baptiste is also barely in this movie, but she plays number one. And I think everybody else is kind of not necessary to name. Although uh, Stu Large Riley, I did recognize from Kick-Ass. But um, yeah, that's that's the cast. It's directed by uh, Jeffrey Fletcher um, and also written by Jeffrey Fletcher, who... Uh, looks like he wrote Precious, um, and that's uh, the only other big name movie I think he has that he wrote. Um, yeah, Precious was his first, and then he did this, and he's directed this, and a movie called Althea that is yet to be released and or have a release date, so may not ever come out. Um, it does have a poster, though, so that seems to say it's got something going on. But... Um, Violet and Daisy, let's read the synopsis. Two teenage assassins accept what they think will be a quick and easy job until an unexpected target throws them off their plan. All right, Corey. Um, Mm -hmm. What what made you pick this particular film? So, I don't really know. There's just something about the synopsis. I was like, that sounds very intriguing. Um, and, And also... I have Tribeca shortlist and I've been trying to like utilize whatever services we have for our movie club. So I just went through and took down a bunch of, you know, I've only seen Saoirse Ronan in a couple of films and I haven't even seen Brooklyn. So I know really, Um, I want to see it, but I keep not watching it. I know I hear it's great. It is. So I wanted to see more of her work. um, And I've never, I, the only thing that I can remember seeing Alexis Alexis Bledel in is Mad Men, and I really liked her in that. And I love James Gandolfini, and I miss him. And I am sure that sounds super weird and cheesy since he's a celebrity, but um, 
So I was really interested to see them in a film together and also with this type of plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, that's it. Um, <clears throat> I had not heard of this. In fact, I didn't realize how much she's been in. I kind of thought Brooklyn was her first movie and I'm looking, I'm like, Oh crap. No, I've seen, I've seen the grand Budapest hotel. I didn't realize she was Agatha in that. Um, <laughs> she's the baker. Yeah. That's, I guess Agatha's her name, but yeah, the baker's daughter. I did not see the host because if I'm not mistaken, that's written by the same woman who wrote twilight. So poop on that movie. Oh. Um, I, Liked her in, I think it's The Lovely Bones. Is she? Oh, she is in that. I have not watched that. I, that movie looked like it would be way too sad. Um, oh, it was heavy. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's in The Way Back. Not The Way Way Back, but The Way Back, which is why The Way Way Back is called The Way Way Back, because they came out within a year of each other. Um, and The Secret World of Ari- Arietti, I remember hearing, but I never saw. And then Hannah, uh, I guess she <gasps> plays Hannah in that, which I did not know. So, um, I and that's really uh, want to see Lady Bird. I am going to see Lady Bird on Wednesday, in fact. Um, oh, and she was in Lost River, the movie that that's the the VHS game thing, right? Or like the DVD game or something like that? No, that movie no. was horrible. Okay, that's um, something else. Th- it was the one that was directed by Ryan Gosling. Oh, well, it's, it's on my that, list, uh, to watch. I didn't know, I didn't know why. Hendricks. Oh, and is that and Matt Smith? Matt Smith, yeah. It wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be because apparently, I don't remember if Brendan told me or if I read it somewhere, that apparently it was getting booed at some festival or something that it played at. And I was really nervous going in to watch it and I didn't feel like it was that horrible. Also, I like seeing places that I've been in film. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, um, I was sorry, I was going to say another movie she's in right now but you i i feel like i was rude and interrupted and i didn't mean to no go ahead well she's in loving vincent from this year i don't know if you've heard about this movie but it is it was just at our polk theater here in in polk county and i i didn't get to it and i'm very disappointed because it's supposed to be fantastic um the whole it's a biopic about vincent van gogh but they filmed it and then they painted over it in vincent van gogh style so it's a live action movie that has been completely uh painted and it's supposed to be not only just gorgeous, but uh, great. Like, it's supposed to be a really well, well-written well story, and she's apparently in that. Um, I don't know how big of a role, but she's listed in it. So, um, And then Lady Bird, as you mentioned, which is supposed to be excellent. Uh, it's Greta Gerwig's first directing... I think it's, her, it's, it's either her follow-up or her first solo directing movie, because um, she's worked with... Um, oh, boy. I'm going to forget his name. Noah Baumbach um, several times. So... Um, I am a big fan of her, uh, Saoirse, uh, Inertia, Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan. I will one day get that. Um, I, I really enjoy her on screen from what I've seen. Um, she's got great presence, um, really able to, to win you over. Uh, Brooklyn was my first, like, I knew I was watching her there. Like, when I watched Grand Budapest Hotel for the first time, um, I was just kind of taking it all in. I didn't know anything about her. I hadn't heard about her. Um, I Now I want to really re- I've been wanting to rewatch Grand Budapest because I loved it so much the first time I saw it. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, now I really want to rewatch it because adding her into it. But um, Alexis Bledel is, I believe, from Gilmore Girls too, though, which I've never watched. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know a lot of people are big fans of. Um, apparently she was also in Sin City and the Sisterhood of the Traveling yes. Cats. But Oh, and Tuck Everlasting. Love that movie. Well, um, what are your initial impressions of Violet and Daisy? I was nervous. I was really afraid that I picked a horrible movie again. But all of that was laid to rest, and I loved it. Well, you might want to slow your roll a little bit. Um, No. (laughs) All of it was laid to rest? I don't know if that's right. Um, (laughs) All of that nervousness. It's... Not bad. There's good stuff in it. There's a oh, lot no. of weak areas, though, and I will gladly point them all out. Um, but we no, will probably. This is where I have to step out, and I can't record <laughs> anymore. Bye. But I think we will need to go to spoilers for me to get into all of my specific issues. Um, but I did like elements of the film. I really thought James Gandolfini's performance was fantastic, and Saoirse Ronan um, was also really great. Um, I didn't mind Alexis Bledel, although she also kind of was a little 
wooden to me, just not quite as to the the task as the other two actors. Uh, Relatable. What's that? Relatable. I didn't know where you were going. No, not relatable. No, not at all. Uh, I don't think any of the characters are relatable. This is a crazy story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're not going to call somebody up to murder you because you just robbed two, you know? Exactly. uh, Danny Trejo's character was pretty funny, although he didn't get a whole lot of time to shine. But um, the premise is interesting for sure. I think they lack um, execution in a lot of areas. But one of the things I will say is this does feel like a precursor to the John Wick films um, in in this alternate world of Hitman. Yes. But what John Wick does so well that this movie really, really fails at is building <laughs> the world effectively. And so with that, um, I say we go into spoilers. Okay, guys, we're going to talk about this movie, Violet and Daisy, from 2011 in some great detail. So we'll probably throw out some spoilers if you want to go watch the movie first and then come back and give us a listen. Feel free to do so. Otherwise, full steam ahead. And I don't want you ruining this movie for me because this is one that I would actually probably buy. Mm, maybe I should stop you then. So Yes. Um, no! <laughs> so I loved it. They have numbers on their shoulders that we are told um, mean like they're ranking. Now, that's that establishment of world building that's intriguing, right? It it doesn't go farther than that though. We meet number one, who is a legend, um, and number one doesn't do anything. So I don't really know why we meet her. In fact, that's kind of my issue with a lot of the movie. Nothing that is kind of set up really ever pays Hands off. Out. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a few things, but not not sufficient in my way in my idea of storytelling. Uh, you know, we get allusions to. Um, Rose, which was Violet's first partner, um, and I was expecting that to pay off in some way, and I don't feel like it ever did, unless I missed something, and I, if I did, I'm willing to hear it out, so you'll have your chance to, to win me over here, um, just as much as I'm attempting to to sway you the opposite, but uh, I feel like they, they mentioned Rose so much that it was this big plot point we were going to get a reveal that without any doubt in my mind, um, Daisy, no wait, Violet, which one is Violet, that Violet shot Rose, and she was ready to kill Daisy. Um, now, to be fair, Daisy had been lying to her the whole time and was never using any actual bullets. I loved that. That was a really cool twist, and I, I also like that. I loved that. it. Again, don't hate this movie at all. I think there's some really good stuff here. I just think it didn't didn't get to where it was. It could have gone. Like there's so much potential, and it falls flat in a lot of these little areas. Um, the some of the sequences too. Um, felt like hard to place time like on the timeline like when we see violet hide behind the trash can and then the two guys come to like take a pee and she climbed under the garbage can to hide from them and then later we see that they they encountered her i didn't know if that was a flashback or if that was on her trip to go get the bullets because they mentioned that she had ran into them a few days ago there's a lot of like Oh, see, I thought she was hiding from them on the way to get the bullets because she had had that run in with them earlier, like previously, yes, and I, she didn't want to have another run in. And that would make sense um, for sure. But it was the way they cut it and the, the way that the story coincided. It made it a little confusing, I think, uh, to to definitely tell what they were going for, like what the motivation was for it. Um, and like it, some, you know. Some of it was a little contrived. Um, like when they initially, uh, when they kill all the guys, um, when Violet comes in and kills the guys and saves Daisy and the guy from them. And she's like, well, I'm out of bullets. And I'm like, yeah, but you just killed like six guys with guns. And it takes, it goes for a while. And then it becomes a joke, which I was happy at least. Because I was very bothered by the fact that they weren't discussing the fact just that used, there were other yeah. guns. Um, and then Daisy... Well, they- well, again, they they fixed it, but initially it was okay. like, what what's happening? Um, there's clearly guns. Like it, it's even though they fix it, it's still like, really though they didn't make, you know, like a, a an assassin wouldn't put together that I just killed six people with guns, so there's six guns for me to use to kill the guy with. Like, granted, Daisy makes an excuse, but that's I guess my issue with the writing is like, she would have known there were guns. Like there would have been no issue with bullets. 
Daisy makes a good reason to not use their guns, or at least it sounds like a good reason. Um, I just wish they hadn't delayed that that conversation because it did feel it felt kind of forced, you know, a little bit, a little too too silly and and goofy. Um, which is definitely part of the tone of this movie for sure. There's there's a comedic element. Um, but what is it about the film that you love so much? I so okay. I thought it was hilarious, and I thought that they did a really good job portraying both of them as being naive, but um, Daisy as being even more naive. Um, I liked that they were teenage girls and a point was made that uh, Daisy just turned 18. So now everything that she does will be counted as an adult if she gets caught. Um, I want to know though, if um, Russ only has females as assassins. I That's more problems of, with the world building there. Yes. Um, I can see that. And I mean, the only three characters that we saw were, were females and then the like other gang it was all men and they always traveled in big packs yeah um i thought it was hilarious that they're teenagers they have this really big loft apartment and i felt like the town the city was like brooklyn or something some you know and they're talking about well we don't have any money for dresses because we blew all of our money on rent and i'm thinking these girls are pretty seriously underpaid if they can't buy a 300 hundred dollar dress i <laughs> i just thought it was really i thought it was really funny and i was just interested the whole time i am not such an expert on all of the things you've already mentioned though like the story <laughs> and stuff i realize that but i was entertained the whole time um i liked a lot when we're finding out why the unnamed man mm-hmm. played by James Gandolfi- Gandolfini, why he robbed those people and why he hired his own assassins and that even put them off. Um, I, I just, and then he baked them cookies and stuff. I just, you know, I mean, and I, then they, again, I, I liked his performance. I liked, um, mm-hmm. Sir, Saoirse Ronan, um, quite a bit. And, um, there's definitely some funny parts in the movie. I just think, like we saw through the sniper's uh, scope a couple times, which was number one. Um, you know, she had a chance to take him out. Like there was that that whole plot point just never goes anywhere. Like we, she has a conversation with Daisy on the stairs, uh, gives her a lollipop and warns her about um, about Violet, and then again, nothing comes of it. The only thing, I guess, you could argue that at the end of the movie, it appears that Daisy's walking away, right? Because she leaves. Like they, she doesn't go with Violet, and she goes and gives the dress to um, James April. Gandolfini, the guy's daughter. Um, mm. so it, it could be her like heeding the advice of number one, but it still doesn't feel you know like it, it well, really went anywhere. Because doesn't she tell her that you know pretty much you know what happened to Rose? Uh, to wasn't her name Rose? Rose was the other partner. Yeah, the flower. yeah. The flower connection. Violet um, and Rose and then now Violet and Daisy. Baby. Okay. Um I this is kinda not even important, but I loved how the movie was broken down into chapters. Although I missed the chapter two, I think, and I was really disappointed. Um, like what the title was and I didn't have time. I yeah, I feel like I don't really know, John. Well, again, uh, we we are not going to always agree, and that's perfectly acceptable. And I don't, again, I don't hate this movie. This is by no means the uh, one of your worst picks or anything like that. Um, <laughs> it is a movie I that was completely not on my radar, though. Um, I the cover looks familiar, um, or the poster, I guess, on on the digital service looks familiar mm-hmm. to me. Like I'd seen it, or I've walked past it before. Um, I knew nothing of it going in. Um, it has a forty three Metacritic. Um, with the high coming from Kirk Honeycutt from The Hollywood Reporter and the low coming from Rex Reed from The New York Observer with a 25. Um, hit that one pretty Ooh. hard. So It didn't have good reviews. And when I was like trying to look up different things for the movie, all I was really coming across were reviews. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to read your review. I just want to know about this. It, it just seems like it could have been so much more. Like That's the thing to me. It's good. And I, I see... 
like where it could have been great, and it, it disappoints me that they didn't go down those routes. And it's not even changing things, but like when you allude to this uh, double cross, I expect the double cross to happen. Um, especially, you give me a double cross that could really backfire because let's say Rose, let's say Violet pulls a gun on Daisy. Daisy pulls her gun on on Violet in return, and we have the <gasps> quote unquote Mexican standoff. But Violet thinks. Like Violet knows that Daisy's been using blanks. That's why she's pulling her gun. So she she thinks she has the upper hand. But what if Daisy has finally put bullets in the gun and kills her? Like there's so many moments for that to pay off more than it does because it, it it really doesn't pay off. And that's where I, I think there's an issue. I was really surprised though at the end when Daisy does shoot the man. Yeah, yeah, me too. She finally does it, and it's in that situation. But she and does it for him, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand. I didn't know if she was walking away, actually, because Violet kept asking her, "I'll see you at home." Yeah. Would you like me to take her back home for you? But she didn't. No. And yeah, because she was giving it away. Well, I, I think she was. She was, but I think she was walking away still. But knowing mm-hmm. she couldn't tell Violet she was walking away, because I don't think Violet would let her walk away. You know. Word. Um. But. I, again, I don't, I don't hate this movie by any means. Um, I, I feel like it, it just comes up short in a lot of ways. Um, it's definitely interesting, and again, I do see where like John Wick took this. Not, it's obviously not the same premise at all, but building this world of um, hitmen because that's it's alluded to that there's this whole like kind of chain of assassins. Uh, we know at least nine exist for Russ, right? Because they're I think eight and nine at the beginning, or they're eight and seven mm-hmm. or something. So we know there's at least eight, and we assume there's more because they're they're supposed to be pretty good. So they're you know they're in the top ten. Um, so I don't need to see all of them. I, I'm not saying that's like that's not the idea, but you start to build a world and then build it a little more. Like lay on some some purpose. If you're gonna build the world, there needs to be a reason for us to know about it. You know, like and so number one. You bring in number one, make number one do something. Make one of them kill number one. Do Give me something with the world you're building. Don't just, hey, it's here, but it, it doesn't matter. It's it's irrelevant to anything we're doing in this movie. Because if we don't need those things, then don't, like, the gold coins in John Wick is a great example. We see them. We're never really 100% explained how you get them or whatever, but we see what they're for and we know how they're... And what they're worth. Well, and even that is inconsistent because he buys a drink with a gold coin, but he also pays Mm -hmm. 12 guys to remove all the dead bodies from his house with the same gold coins. So Mm -hmm. is a drink in a removal of a dead body equivalent? I don't think so. Of course it is. But and that's I'm not saying that that movie's perfect either, but I know why it's there. I see why they included it. And that's the thing I think I have an issue with with this movie is you have the stuff, but why? Is it just to have stuff? Because then it, it's, it's you know, fat that could be trimmed and maybe something more important or something useful put there instead of it just being something to prolong the guy's death. Because that's what really, like, and there's some twisted stuff in this. When she takes the shower um, on top of the dead body. Yeah, that was a little unexpected. Holy cow. That was so twisted. <laughs> and, and unexpected is like... a good word because nothing about her character. I mean, well, I guess the part after they kill the guys and then they jump on their bodies um, for the internal yeah. bleeding. That's pretty pretty messed up. I, I don't know. I was a little shocked by Okay, I was more than a little shocked about her uh, getting in the shower yeah. and, you know, doing all that. Um, but then the internal bleeding, I was just like, what? <laughs> They're just jumping on dead bodies, guys. And I was even more surprised, though, like that Daisy did it because yeah, she hasn't been killing people, but apparently is okay with <laughs> dead bodies. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like they were jumping on a bed. No big deal. Yep. And in the story when... Uh, Violet's at the hardware store and the robbery goes down and then the cop gets shot in the badge and the badge lands on her shirt. Like, I felt like this was supposed to like kind of be comic bookish. Um, it definitely has that I feel. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't feel like it 
all needed to necessarily make sense. Well, I, and I'm not saying that that scene, like, it's obviously the I, the chances of the badge getting shot off and landing, that's that's getting into reality. This isn't reality. I'm fine with that. But the the story felt like a lie to me. Like, she was telling a lie to, to Daisy. And we see the flashback as she's telling the lie, but then that's it. And so is it maybe it's not a lie, but it sounded like a lie because like she hesitates when Daisy asks her about the badge. She's like, oh, well, and then tells her about the the robbery, which we saw initially. Right. Like we saw the robbery happen. We cut Mm -hmm. back to Daisy and we we don't see the robbery follow through. Then we get the story from her. I, I feel like there's something there that we didn't get, you know, like maybe she killed the cops and then didn't want to tell Daisy that because of the heat that could be on them. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's these things that I feel like could go a different way or they alluded to this other thing. And then we just never get there where they don't pay it off. And maybe that's the intention. Maybe they wanted us to be like uncertain about Violet the whole time. Cause there's definitely that element. Violet seems way off kilter, but um, I would say, uh, I'm gonna go decent watch for Violet and Daisy. Um, it sounds like you're going much, much more positive. I am doing not quite golden, pony oh, boy. Okay, that's not as, that's not so. Uh, as long as it's, I don't, I don't think it's deserving of the must see rating. But um, I could see that uh, if you, if it, especially if it clicked for you. Um, I will admit I was more distracted than I usually am when we watch the movie club movie, but. I was still very like I actually went after watching it. I, I considered rewatching it, but I went and read the Wikipedia because I was like, I must have missed something because there's all these plot holes. And I read the plot. And I'm like, oh, no, totally was right. There's nothing. The Number one, the number one character was the most upsetting part to me because I really felt like it was an unnecessary oh, no. component. Um, it just felt like so un- uh, so out out of nowhere. But that leads us to. An important announcement about next week's episode, hopefully. Oh, God. Next week is my pick, and it's not just my pick for Movie Club, but this was my pick for the summer movie challenge that we did for the summer fantasy draft on top five movies, and that is Hudson Hawk, um, starring Bruce Willis, I believe Andy McDowell. I'm going to pull it up so I can read it all, but I've been waiting to watch Hudson Hawk uh, with you guys since the end of the summer. And since Mike is going to be on summer uh, on Thanksgiving break with me as well, um, I believe he is ninety percent committed to this. <clears throat> now I know for a fact he's already tried to watch this movie uh, oh, no. since then, and he couldn't make it through with one sitting. Uh, it has a seventeen on Metacritic. Um, it oh, is a cat burglar oh. is forced to steal Da Vinci uh, works of art for a world dom- uh, world domination plot. Directed by Mike Michael Lemon Lehman uh, Lehman. Um, oh, I didn't know Bruce Willis was credited with story on this. Interesting. Um, Bruce Willis, uh, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell. <coughs> Sorry for there's that coughing fit. Um, James Corbin. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she is chewing the scenery in this movie too. Um, Richard E. Grant, <coughs> um, Donald Burton, Don Harvey, David Caruso. Uh, long before he put the glasses on. Andrew Rinarski, I don't know how to say that. Lorraine Toussaint, Frank Stallone. Um, oh, Frank Stallone. I man, I'm really getting a coughing fit. Like I can feel it in my throat. But, <coughs> but this was a movie I saw when I was a kid. I loved it then. I've not seen it for a good, I want to say, 15 years. Um, so will it hold up? I don't know. I hope so. I loved it back then. I hope I still enjoy it now. Um, I I know it's cheesy. I know it's campy, but I still enjoyed the comedy in it. But will Mike and Corey? That is the question. Uh, we will attempt I, to answer. Like this was a punishment. It could have gone either way. But you do love this. You did love this movie, so maybe it wasn't meant as punishment. Well, to be fair, when I started picking, because the, the the wager allowed us to pick any movie we wanted to make them watch, and then that would be a movie club episode. I was like, well, what's a bad movie that I won't mind watching? <laughs> this one was like, oh, wait, you know, as much as I've talked about this movie and and Mike has made fun of me for liking this movie, um, it made perfect sense to be the first summer wager uh, pick. So we will be watching Hudson Hawk. We would love to hear your comments on Hudson Hawk or on our podcast. Um, you can email us, contact at com. contact 
at BurkeReviews.com. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at BurkeReviews. Corey? At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. And until next time, watch the movies, folks. We'll be back. Bye. Peace. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>